And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Monday morning, I've got Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, I feel terrible. My my throat is sore. <laughs> no. I'm under, uh, like, medicine, drugs, whatever. So everything I say today... Uh, that's not me. It's the medicine that is talking. So <laughs> I have a jail-free card. I can say whatever I want. No. Oh man. So it's this is not a good week to be feeling bad, McKelly. This is it's the week of training camp. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get yourself ready because the uh, the Thunder are going to. Everybody's reporting tomorrow to the Thunder facility. Now they the rules for. <clears throat> excuse me, the first part of training camp is they work with groups of four. Hmm. And so I'm very interested to know like what these groups consist of, like who's in what group. Are they going to put Poku with SGA? I don't know. I hope they do. I have no idea, though. So that's that's one thing that uh, we'll be kind of finding out over the course of the next few days. But uh, Sam Presti talks this afternoon at uh, 3 o'clock Central Time, so you'll be... Uh, probably hearing stuff from that. So I've got a few questions for him. If you guys have ideas for what to ask Sam, throw them at me. See if maybe maybe something will, will pique my interest. But I have a, a few things I'm going to ask him. But if, if you have any good ideas, maybe maybe I'll throw it at him too. So uh, hope you guys are doing well. We are going to discuss six questions heading into training camp. And really... There's just so many things that are unknown about this Thunder team that we have yet to be answered. And my first question is, McKelly, who makes the final roster? We've got a billion guys on this team. I think there's 21 as of today. Yeah, I have to take a pen just to write down because, <laughs> like, it's it's unbelievable. We have like 23, let's say. Yeah, with two ways and everything, it's is twenty three, I believe. Yeah, the the two ways, I think they are those are there to stay. So we'll, we'll just mm-hmm. like forget about them. And yeah, they they sign um, a few guys that are interesting, and we'll probably have them. But it's not part of the fifteen that we are talking about, right? Yep. Nope. Let's not count them. So um, let's start with the obvious one. I would say SGA, uh, then Dort, and mm-hmm. Baisley. Then, All on the team. Yep. Then I would say that with um, higher percentage, Al Horford will be here. For mm-hmm. uh, He will make the final roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not sure he will finish up the season in OKC. But that's that's another story. Maybe he does. Maybe I mean it's it it really depends. If 
three and a half months or whoever uh, or whatever time uh, there's from uh, the beginning of the season to the trade deadline, if he shows enough, maybe someone will will say, well, okay, we need a center. Uh, and he, if it's the price that we have in mind. But most likely it's next year when like people will have cap space and especially if yep. he has like a good season, then I can see them trying to 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 move him there. Maybe around the draft because no one knows uh, where OKC will be, but they will probably have at least, well, they, they'll have it, two picks. Um, mm-hmm. We don't know where those picks will be, but... The number is clear, so maybe you can you can do stuff with those picks. Um, maybe you can get something like Schroeder, like the Schroeder trade at the yeah. draft next year with him. After you kind of rehabilitated his value, I mean that's and that might be the plan. I mean, last yeah. season before the season started, the plan was always well, Chris is probably going to be here. <laughs> He's probably going to be here all year. Yeah. And at the time, we were even like, "What? Like really?" All year? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. And Horford's different because I don't think Hor- Horford is not going to take this team to like 45 wins or anything like that. I mean, it would be that would be quite impressive. Al Horford would be the MVP of the NBA if he took this team to uh, to 45 <laughs> wins. Um, yeah. But he's I, also I, just I a good guy that. to have around, I think. I think he's a good pro to have around. And I say that he's not even around yet. The trade isn't even complete. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, I would say Horford is safe to say. So that's four. Um, Poku? Poku, for sure. He's here. Theo, uh, Theo Maledon? Yeah, Theo will be... Theo will uh, probably be here. Uh, he, will, mo- he will be on the team, yes. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be on the team. He will certainly play as a Thunder player. And I've heard some people like float that they think that he could be a blue player there's just absolutely no, no way that, that happens why like i i don't know I, that's a group that's the question why he he might be assigned there if everything goes south uh or like say that i don't even know like why it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense um mike muscala probably will be in the final roster yeah definitely Good guy, can yeah. shoot. Yeah, good guy can shoot. Um, I don't know if he's can you pronounce certain- this name? Can you pronounce this name? Somebody is eating spaghetti and watching us uh, from Greece, but I, I'm afraid. Christos Veziris. Thank you. That's why Hopefully. you're here. Hopefully, I, I, I'm not Greek. I don't know. <laughs> I probably. <laughs> it sounded well, good. This is my best Greek. Um, it sounded good. So Mike Muscala. I have I have him here in this list, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't put him that high. Why? Why? What are they going to do with Hami? Are they going to trade him? I don't is know. He tra- is he a sweetener? Maybe. Is there anything sweet about Hami? I don't know. Maybe someone likes him. Yeah, I don't know. Like for example, I can see Ty Jerome being more certain than Diallo to be part of the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think they'll both be on the roster, personally. But yeah, because I think I think they're still kind of a. What is Hamadou Diallo? I think that that would be a question that they ask. Like, what is he? What does he do? Really? Again? 
Yeah. He had some injuries last year that he didn't really get to perform. Why are you doing this? Why are you such a hater? I'm not a hater. You're have, such a hater. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I didn't have doubts on what kind of player Hami is. I can see the value. Wow. I guess you haven't been. I, have, I guess you haven't seen all the shooting videos that he's been doing in the offseason, have you? It's not even the shooting. I don't care. I mean, if he shuts like 38% from the corners, yes. He yeah. will probably play. Yeah. But it's the, it's the understanding where to go and where to yeah. be and what to do that concerns me quite a lot. Well, did you hear about his brain surgery that he had over the offseason, Michele, to repair some broken ligaments in his brain? Yeah, I bet you didn't hear about that. No. Yep. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. Well, likely Diallo is on the roster, but I would <laughs> okay. put him yeah. between 10 and 15 uh, in the packing order, not before. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. I, Justin Jackson will probably be, is more sure to be a Thunder player. Uh, Isaiah Roby, I don't think he, well, he might, he might be one that doesn't make the cut. Yeah, that's for real. Yeah, so him, um, I would put him in a TBD uh, status. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because I'm sure that, like, Diallo will not be cut. He's either traded as an asset or he will be in the roster. Same with Justin Jackson and Ty Jerome. Yeah. Uh, Roby, I am not sure. Yeah, he, can he, be, he may just be cut. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they're going to have to, I have like a main seven, I have like a 17 person list. And then I have like Josh Gray, Kendrick Williams, Alan Cheatham, who I think will probably all be cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then essentially from this list of 17, two have to be cut. One, Vincent Poirier will not no, uh, touch, touch no, ground he, in OKC. He, he'll not be here. Uh, and I can't remember who's coming back in the deal. To, I can look it up, but I don't think he'll be on the roster either. And so really it comes down to, are they going to waive the the group of guys that they could possibly waive? Admiral, Admiral Schofield, He's Isaiah Roby. He's a much Roby. better position than, than Roby, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And I mean, they're not going to waive TJ Leaf, I don't think, but maybe no. they will. Well, TJ Leaf and Isaiah Robbie are in the same boat to me. Yeah, my guess is that they'll waive the guy they acquire from the Sixers and Isaiah Robbie, and then the the remaining roster will be Dort, SGA, Poku, Baisley, Horford, Ariza, Hill, Justin Jackson, Maladon, Hami. Well, Darius Miller is a candidate as well. I, I think that among the veterans, um, like we have Horford, Hill, Ariza, and yeah. and Miller, I think Hill is the less, least likely to stay. Yeah. Well, Miller I think th- um, tore his ACL or his, um, his Achilles last year. Yeah. That's so why he, you keep I, him. You keep him on the roster? Yeah. On the, on the 15-man roster? Yeah, who cares? Why? Because he will not provide you any winning. And if he comes back, maybe 
he, he can kind of like sign and trade him, whatever. If he plays like 10 games at the end of the year, shooting 48%, maybe you can extract a tiny little bit of value from there. When did he have his injury? Do you know that? No, I don't remember a heart. I'll look it up. Because that's important. Because if it, I don't, I don't have any recollection of it. <laughs> I think it's. Um, but this is great podcasting here. Yeah. Um, I would. I don't know. He's he's also a candidate to be cut if they like Roby more. If they like, oh, okay, we kind of like his his progression. Then maybe they keep him. Yeah, maybe so. I mean. I don't know what Miller wants to do. Like, does he want to stay around and be with the guys, just like being a good vet in the locker room, even if he doesn't play? If so, like, these guys can stay. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to cut him. Yeah, true. Or maybe, maybe if he comes back around the deadline, maybe there's there's a team that wants him for the minimum and then then you you basically agree to a buyout and it's mm-hmm. it's better i mean you save money um and and so i i think you can keep him for for this reason i mean you can cut yeah. Ariza, you can cut hill uh well hill may provide value Ariza, i don't know if he can provide a ton of value maybe a second rounder i don't see a, a team spending a good first on him it's been over a year since Miller's towards Achilles. Yeah, so maybe maybe you can extract it again a second rounder at the deadline. The contract the contract yeah. is not huge. Uh, like Chicago, you, you can you can send him uh, and acquire Felicio mm-hmm. in the trade exception. You create another trade exception of seven millions, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible. Like you can do stuff stuff like that. And a shooter, I mean, if he's able to stay on the court and if he shoots it, I mean, he will provide more value than Isaiah Robbie or Kendrick mm-hmm. Williams or like mm-hmm. guys like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, the only guy that I, I, I wouldn't like say he will be here 100% is Hill. I do think that there is a, still a chance that he's traded before the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. To a team like Chicago, like Chicago can use him. As There's a, like a thousand teams that can use him, right? Yeah, yeah, but Chicago has a, like a useless contract. Yeah, we'll get to that question here in a second. Next question is: What's the holdup with the Horford deal, and what impact will it have? So, I think it's safe to say at this point that the Thunder are waiting until December the eighth to complete this trade. Yeah, and you have to do that because you cannot combine anybody with Danny Green until the mm-hmm. 8th of December. It's just a trade rule. It's just like a silly trade rule that exists. So you can't like re acquire a guy, package him with other players and then trade him immediately. You have yeah. to wait. And so they're going to wait and that allows them to keep their $27 million trade exception. We know for sure they're not going to use that on Batum because Batum was bought out. Yeah. Can you imagine having that team, that roster with Charlotte, where you're paying almost $40 million for Gordon Hayward. Right. 
I mean, I really don't it's, understand. It's unbelievable. And you're doing it because you think that it makes you good. I don't, it's I, unbelievable. I, I, I really don't understand. Like, if this is your plan, uh, I don't remember who said that. Probably it's one of the one of the show uh, of the Athletic. Um, yeah, probably the one with, with David Aldridge. And they were saying, well, if you want to spend 30 millions, just spend them on, on, on Westbrook. Like, he yeah. will get fans in, in, in their in, in, like in the in the arena. This is what you, if you really want to spend that money. And you can make the playoffs with Russ. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Gordon Hayward's a nice additional piece. Russ yeah. still may have a year left in him where he could drag your team to the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's certainly possible. Yeah, you can do that. And you can even probably keep Batum because it's a trade. And so you're not forced to do something like that. Right. Yeah. Or Batum goes back to Houston in the trade. Yeah, then you might yeah, you might have to to add an extra asset for that, but yeah. Certainly possible. But that's the hold up. That's why it hasn't happened yet. They could do separate transactions where mm-hmm. they trade Horford into the $27 million trade exception. They do a separate deal uh that includes um Danny Green and then another trade or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So the and then they do separate transactions, but they're not going to. They're going to wait. And yeah, do it all in one. Yeah, it's basically you have to do first Ferguson and for Horford. I think that Philly has um, Philly can take him, uh, and yeah. then you generate basically a trade exception by doing that in Philly's favor, and then you mm-hmm. use that trade exception to bring in Danny Green. to bring in Danny Green, and you probably have to touch there with an asset of of some sort. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and they they're just they're just gonna wait, and that means that the ramifications for the Thunder is that we won't get to talk to Al Horford or Tail Maladon this week. Yeah, and they won't be in camp. They won't be a part of these uh, four 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 people groups practicing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're here. They can they can like technically be here and just hang out. Yeah, they probably can do workout on their own. Not, yeah, not they make the team. Yeah, they're they're probably in Oklahoma City working out, and yeah. then we'll join the team next week. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We'll have to wait. Yeah, and it, and it's not the end. Like it's two days from the real beginning of training camp. I mean, if it's like say that it, that instead of the eighth, the date is the twentieth, then you say well, maybe. I do it a little bit before, but it's a week from now. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. think it's all that relevant. It's not that Maladon will be bad because he missed the first three days of like And, of and if he is camp. the Thunder are okay with that. Yeah, I mean the, I mean they lose games as a result. Oh man. Yeah. No. No, but you you want him to be on uh, on the right track immediately. You don't want to waste time. But like what what he's going to do is they he's probably watching films uh already mm-hmm. because you can do that um 
your trainer can say, well, you should really focus on these two things and watch these kind of uh, this video because it will help. And it's basically something that comes from the Thunder directly. I, I think there are very easy way to, to get him up to speed, even if he cannot participate into uh, Thunder activities. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, next question, McKelly. Question number three for the Thunder heading into this 2020-2021 season, which is just me saying the word 20 so many times. Uh what are your what are your thoughts on who leads this team? I mean, this last year we had lots of guys leading the team. You had a veteran coach in Billy Donovan leading the team. You had Chris Paul leading the team. You had Steven Adams, who's like the veteran Thunder guy, showing everybody the Thunder way. What's you know who who leads this team? Well, as White Black in the comments is saying, Shea has to take. Uh, some sort of leadership on the team and not just in yeah. terms of um, like scoring and or having the ball in his hands because this will probably happen by default and like he will be the the guy that OKC will try to feature uh, in some way but I think that it's a good opportunity for him to take that role to be the role yeah. uh, the, the leader of the team um and sure. to be the voice of the team, like the guy who speaks after games, after brutal losses, after a good win against um, good teams, like he he has to learn how to do that. And I think it's a good it's a good opportunity. And I think that guys like Al Horford will be very helpful to him. And I think that Al should be, and I hope he will be, uh, a vocal leader in this team, uh, especially from the defensive point of view, because Dort is a great defender, uh, but like being vocal on defense, it's hard. And I think that this team needs a vocal mm -hmm. leader. And then I think that, and I hope that Mark Dagnall uh, will be a huge part of this as well, because I mean, yeah, he needs, I, I'm really interested to see uh, the coaching style in terms of the communication with the media. Like Billy in five years, uh, four years, um, he all, he was always very, very protective of his of his players, um, and, and this was something that I think everyone inside the locker room really appreciated. And I wonder how Dignall will handle things. Will mm -hmm. he hold like guys accountable? How will he speak about Shea? About Shea playing um, about about the rookies? Uh, we'll be able to 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 gel veterans and rookies and like player in the rookie contract. I don't know. Like this is a very important. Well, I, I know that this is a blah blah answer, and I'm saying like just three names, and they they re but they really should do that. 
Like you really need to have a coach that is also a leader, especially with a team that is bound to be a young team, a very young team with basically um, like just a few veterans because you need to have them. Like next year, Orford can be gone and you have Mike Muscala as your only veteran. And so... (laughs) <laughs> the coach will be extremely important. Right. Like Shea will be a veteran. Diallo is a veteran in this team. Like it's the longest uh-huh. tenure Thunder mm-hmm. player. Like these are important things for a coach to manage. But I really want to see um, how him and Al Horford um, handle this because I mean they will yeah. be important. Yeah, I think they'll look for Shea for sure. I think Baisley might be an underrated guy because I do believe mm-hmm. he's pretty vocal. Um, I don't know if I see a team leader from either one of those guys, though, just mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, I think that I think the hope is that it's Degnault for the most part this year, like leading leading the squad. And obviously, like whatever Al Horford wants to do, you know, have at it. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that's I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested. Like I, I'm asking the question. I don't really have a good answer for it. Because I haven't really seen what this looks like. Um, perhaps Shea does step up. I think that would be the that's the ideal situation, right? Is that yeah. Shea steps up, and, and also for the guy. future. Because if you, if your rookie comes in like a good rookie, like Cade or Suggs or whoever, uh, Jalen Green, mm-hmm. um, we'll talk a lot about about those guys in the future. Um, yeah, yep. and you have like a veteran there. Like in shade, it is not much older than them, but you know that you have an example to follow. You have someone to follow. It's not just you; it's also some mm-hmm. someone else. And I do think that in yep. in this sense, I I see Shay having that role, and I really hope that yeah. that, that he enjoys that. That he is the he is the leader of the team, and maybe an, a better player will come through the draft next year. Maybe one already came this year. Who knows? Um, Right. I mean, yeah. This is why you draft Paku. You don't draft Paku to be a starter in the NBA. You take a swing. If you want a starter, you draft Isaiah Stewart. That is what you do because he will probably be a starter in this league. Uh, or or yeah, Sadiq. Maybe. Yeah, most yeah. likely. I'm not as down. I'm not hey, as they, down on Stewart. Uh, like, I do think that you, you, you can really use, like, say that he is Harold with, with a little bit less offense and way better defense. I think that that, that guy plays. Yeah, Harold can jump though. No, he doesn't. I don't know. I'm I'm positive. Stewart would be maybe maybe I'll be wrong, and in two years you can make fun of me. But if I have if I have to bet today, I do I do see a guy that doesn't really fail in the league because of the. Yeah, I don't think he fails. I don't think he fails either. I think he might be like your third guy though. Maybe even because he's not seven feet. Because he's not your seven third feet center. Your third big man or your third. Third big, third big, like first big off the bench. Yeah, well, Harold is the third big off the bench. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, almost a starter. Hey, somebody. Hey, we we didn't mention Frank Jackson. Oh yeah, he he's uh, there to stay. Assessment of the they signed him. Yeah, Frank Jackson's. Yeah. What do you think of Frank Jackson? By the way. I think that the reports were true. And when Ferguson was there, they decided that Ferguson was a little bit higher in their boards. I do think that if Ferguson's gone, mm-hmm. they, they would draft Frank Jackson Frank Jackson uh, in that draft, without a doubt. 
the reports were mm -hmm. probably correct. And, well, I cannot say that I, I saw like a lot of games because I didn't. Um, but it's in mm -hmm. at least interesting that they like him. They really want to see if what they saw in the draft process is real. And you can get like a ball handler with good athleticism, shooting potential. And, and maybe it's nothing. I mean, they have too many guards, though. I don't, I don't know how they will find minutes for everyone, especially if Hill is there. It's yeah. Jerome, Shea, Jackson, yeah. Dort, Maladon. Like, it's five guys that can have the ball in their hands. It's funny because I, but there's really only, I mean, honestly, like one like real point card, and that's Maladon. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you have like two real primary ball handlers in SGA and Maladon. Because I just, I mean, if you're on, and obviously this isn't a good team, and George Hill would probably qualify as a primary mm -hmm. ball handler on this team. But if you're a good team, like George Hill's not your primary no. guy. Uh, if you're a good, if you're a good team, a lot of these guys are not your primary guy. So um, Frank Jackson's not a primary guy. Um, but yeah, he's just another guy that can theoretically shoot, pass, and yeah. dribble. He's got decent size. He's six yeah. foot three. He's yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't no. mind it. I think it's it's another it's just like a another swing. It's like let's see because he's still he's twenty two. I don't. I guess maybe the Pelicans let him go because they just don't have room on their roster for him, or they don't I have know. the minutes to figure out yeah. what he is. They, they I don't didn't know. confirm his his rookie option, right? They, well, he's a second round pick, so I don't know. But he if had like a partial guarantee. No, he had like a partial guarantee, and they basically got him. Yeah, oh, he did. I mean, th that's. I mean, that's obviously concerning yeah. if you're <laughs> OKC because of this team just let him go. But you know, guys can succeed outside of that as well. Uh, next question: In what order will the following players be traded? Because I, I believe that all these guys will eventually. These guys will not finish their contracts with the Thunder. George Hill, Al Horford, Trevor Ariza. What's the what's the order of their Hill, Hill Ariza, Horford to me? I yeah. think that Hill. There's a. I put the over under on forty eight hours. I really thought there was something there for Hill immediately, but that wasn't the case. Um, yeah. I still think there was a good chance that he's gone before the season starts. And Ariza, I don't mm -hmm. see that. Uh, he could have been part of the 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 like trade that we. Um, probably in, yeah, via text or another podcast, we infer that you could package Hale and Ariza for, uh, for Nick Batum, spare some money or doing stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not like this, this hasn't been the case. And so I, I do think that Ariza will be um, uh, a trade deadline guy in March, maybe even mm -hmm. through buyout. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure that you can, you can trade him because there's no value and like a team like the Lakers and or the Clippers can use Ariza or the Raptors, the, I don't know, the Warriors, but they will not spend 13 millions on a guy like that or however he makes. But, mm -mm. but if the Thunder can spare, say, three, four millions and let him go, that is enough. I mean, yeah, it's not. And I think that that could really happen. Maybe not for Hill, but for Ariza. 
Again, his value is a second rounder at best. So either there is a team that really doesn't like what uh, they have, like say that Harold like breaks his foot or whatever, or he is really unhappy in, in LA, and he, you may trade him for Risa. You may do a trade like that, but it's again, I wouldn't bet on something like that happening. Yeah, you're probably right. I just I, George Hill to the Clippers makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I don't know if you could make it work. Yeah, you can you can even package them Hill and Oriza for Beverly and Williams, and it, it probably you end up having like a. I don't know if it's a better team. It's just a different team. Yeah. I would I would do Oriza for oh well Hill for for Lou Williams, but I I don't see how Lou Williams comes to OKC. Like he will be immediately bought out. Yeah. Or, I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't buy him out. They trade him. Yeah, but I, I don't see. I don't see a huge. You need to find a third team if you want to do a trade like that. Again, he he can go to yeah. Chicago. Um, if Chicago doesn't like uh, mm-hmm. Hill and likes Lou Williams more, I don't see why that that could could be the case uh, because they already have a player like Lou Williams uh, in Kobe White. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe like. They've already got your guy Garrett Temple, though. Yeah, but he, like he's a totally different player. I know. <laughs> just want to just, to mess with. Just me. trying to mention Garrett Temple on a podcast yeah. with you. That's all. Uh, I don't know other like as a buyout candidate. Like Ariza can make sense for Milwaukee uh, or teams like that. Hill. Yeah, maybe even in Houston. Like you can send Hill to Houston. It's hard to make money with the money work, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you call the if you call the the Bulls and say, "Hey, give us Felicio," and I don't know, like what's what's an acceptable asset back for for George Hill? For George Hill, I mean, you ask for a, a first fake rounder. first, like give us not a fake first. Give us give us a lottery protected twenty twenty four. What? No first round pick. No. No. George Hill's good. Yeah. Not 2024 good. Not lottery protected 2024 good. I, You don't trust Sam. That's what you just said. You just said. I, I, I didn't hear the words you said. All I heard was I don't trust Sam. That's what I heard you say. It's the, the, the price that you're setting is high. I mean, it's yeah, between Oubre and Rubio and, and Hill. Who's the best player? Who would no, I rather the have? the best player I ask, not who you rather have. I think George Hill's really? better. I think George Hill had a better year than Kelly no. Oubre. Yes. But, th- but this is not yes. the perception in the league. And so... How do you I, know, I know that? that? Kelly Oubre is a known yeah. loser. Okay. Yeah, but he's young. And he might not have another year like the one that he just had. And surely he will be limited in OKC because if you play him a lot, then it means you're winning. And so if you're well winning a little bit more than what you should. Um, and so you cannot feature him. And mm-hmm. like you cannot do what you did with Chris Paul and Danny and Schroeder. And so yeah. you will probably, you'll probably play him like, 
15, 18, 20, just not to have him miserable. And I, I think that the top 20 first round pick, top 20 protected, that immediately becomes two second rounders. It's a good value for Josh Hill. Like a, a very good value. I would be surprised if that is the value. Yeah. Very? Very good value. Oh, I think you're like I think you're gonna be like, surprised. Like I think you're gonna uh, be yeah. surprised. I like to be surprised. If I mean I'm not hating on Sam. I just say that the the value that he got in terms of pick for mm -hmm. Schroeder, who I think is a way better player, or Chris Paul that had like salary concern, or Kelly Oubre. I mean, you're talking about protected first rounders at best. And I don't I don't really see the demand. They know, like the, the, the counterpart will know that this is a trade that OKC really wants to yeah, do. Yeah, I think part of the shooter deal was like, how can we find a first rounder in this current draft today? Yeah. Because I mean, I think they could have gotten more, potentially gotten more for Schroeder if they yeah, held out. Yeah, but what's what's the hookup? What's the the reason that you have with for Ubre? Like Ubre is really young. He can be a eighteen point per game. I don't think they wanted him on the roster. Yeah. I just don't think they yeah, wanted him I know. on the team. I know, but he'll. But I mean, the, the last. Example that we have with George Hill in a bad team was in Sacramento, and by by half like, and he had like a huge contract, like twenty millions is mm -hmm. like you have twenty good mm -hmm. twenty millions of good reasons to stay where you are, and he want he wanted yeah. out, and so I do think that Sam knows about this. Sam knows that with Hill, yeah. he probably has the clock ticking already. That's why I think he he would mm -hmm. rather move him right now. Like you can you can say that um, a lottery protected pick for uh, with Chicago that. It is top 20 protected the year after and becomes two seconds afterwards. Like it rolls just two, ye just two yeah. years uh, and protects Chicago for this year, uh, the next year draft. Uh, then maybe they will say yes. But I mean, maybe it's lottery protected and immediately two seconds. Something like that, where, where basically if you are uh, a low-end playoff team, the pick conveys. And this is something already extremely good for George Hill, because if you get pick number 18 or even 16 in 2021 draft, you're getting a, like, a, like a great asset. Or you can yeah. give Hill and Ariza for Odo Porter, who is a project that probably doesn't play a single minute. And Chicago may use Ariza and Hill better than, than Odo Porter. Does that reporter want to play basketball? If he doesn't, it's awesome. <laughs> You're just there. I mean, yeah. I mean, the math is basically the same. Like Porter is kind of yeah. Interesting. If he wants to play, awesome. If you're a good, if you're a good team, yeah, he's he was good for the Wizards. I mean, things have obviously not worked out for him in Chicago, but I know he's had injury yeah, problems. If he doesn't want to play. I mean, just stick around or or don't. We'll just go in LA. We'll pay your salary anyway. And if you want to come back, awesome. Like that mm -hmm. trade that mm -hmm. I just uh, like it's it's not reported or anything makes Chicago clearly better. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they, I think they would like yeah. to be good. So if you if you have to spend a lottery protected first to get both Ariza and Hill and just give away 26 millions that you don't want and they, and then expire mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a it's a one shot first, not not way more than that. Mm-hmm. I guess somebody's checking wow. in from South Korea. That's cool. Thanks. I have joining. no idea what's the time there. Uh, let's see. Like late night. I don't know what's the time. Let us know what the time is. I don't know. Uh, question number five. I have. Shea leads this team in scoring. I think that's just a mm-hmm. foregone conclusion. Who else scores for this or average? team? <laughs> average. Oh, I don't like average. Can we do totals? <laughs> okay. Oh, um, yeah, we can. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. We can do totals. If we we do, can do totals. Are you talking about? Are you talking about like guys that yeah. could be traded? Yeah. Like George Hill, if he yeah. plays like five games yeah. and averages, yeah, seventeen points or whatever. Yeah. Oh, so it's it's eight hours ahead. Great uh, in South Korea um, from my place. It's um, 15 ahead oh, of you. Okay. I hope I did the math correctly. It's in the future. Um, God, what's the future I like? I do think that SGA, Horford, um, and Bayes. From Ethiopia. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had to, that just yeah. blew my mind. We have somebody from Ethiopia in our YouTube channel. The NBA is Love really them. global. Uh, it's. It is. Okay, so Shea, Horford, Bayes. Yeah. I I am quite sure about these three. Because I do I do see yeah. all of them averaging more than double figure. Uh mm-hmm. then, <laughs> then, then then who? who? I think yeah. Yeah, uh, give me two more. Um, give me two more names. Because this is this is where it gets so, kind of muddy. Like, does Justin Jackson have a year where he shoots? No. Do they play Ty no. Jerome enough for no him to no. become a scoring no guy? No. Um, uh, yeah. Lou Dort is does Lou Dort put up twelve points a game just because there's shots to be had? I, I think that I mean, I Lou think will take shots. The case. Oh, he'll take shots. Yeah. We know that. He took shot. I mean, yeah. game seven. He didn't. He have will to play. Take and he shots. will take shots. He did. He made them. Uh, now yeah. ten shots, nine points. Uh, it's also something that could happen. Um, and, Certainly. Uh, but Certainly. but yeah, Dort. And the last. God, I didn't know you're such a Dort hater. I didn't no, know. I'm just. I just believe more in Baisley. What's the problem with you today? Like, wow. But I, I love Bayes. There's, there's so much. I, I think that Bayes could average fourteen. What? Yeah. Uh, that is that. Bayes has got Bayes has got to finish at the rim. He's got to, he he's got to be able to finish around the basket. I hope he does because if that's one of the things that's keeping Bayes from being like a really really nice player. Because I believe yeah. in his shooting. I mean, to me, I've seen enough to where I'm like, okay, like he's going to at least be a, a yeah. decent shooter. I think he'll be a decent shooter. But if he can finish around the rim, because he, I mean, he's 39% yeah, field goal percentage last season. I know. Uh, I went back and watched a lot of Paisley at the rim. There are a lot of, yeah, like weird misses and yeah. a lot of weird attempts as well. 
And I do think that he is, like, if you look at the bubble, uh, he took nine shots at the rim. Like, nine. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it wasn't two, very many, which is also a concern. But, but I some think level. that is by design. I mean, if you have Dort and you have <coughs> yeah. a Steven and you have, or, or Nerons, you need to him, uh, you have to have him, uh, like, outside, just spacing the floor. Yeah, he's And he did space. it particularly well. Yeah. So I do think that he could he could take like five twos a game. I, I'm I'm really all in on base yeah. taking five twos a game. I want him taking. Yeah. So around the rim last season he was sixty percent. Yeah. Which is which is fine. Like yeah. that's got to be yeah. that's got to be better for a guy his size. Uh, and then from three to ten feet Who he cares? was twenty two percent. He will now he has to clean that up. You know, like erasing those. He's got to clean that up. No, it's not many shots yeah. though. I mean, I'm not. I'm just. He didn't take many shots from from this range, and then twenty five percent from ten to sixteen feet. I mean, he just missed yeah. his twos. Like well, he just missed almost all, all of his good. twos. He doesn't have to take them. Um, the fifth one, I'm torn because if if Ariza and Hill um, are in OKC by March, then let's say that let's just Poku. say that they're gone. Because I don't think let's get weird and say that Pokushevsky is say the fifth it. scorer. Say it. It's probably stupid, and it will probably be something like disturbing, like Diallo. I don't think it's stupid. At, I, I don't think it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is gross. Oh, oh, um, oh, no. But like, I don't see Maladon averaging averaging more than seven, uh, six, seven points. Uh, because even if he plays like eighteen minutes, I do think that he will have less scoring attempts than Pokushevsky. I, I see Poku as a, mm-hmm. as a gunner. <laughs> like, I watched a bit of his U19, U18 yeah. uh, games in 2019. Yeah. He, should, he was just out there yeah, chucking yeah. shots, demanding uh, play, like his teammates to just give him the ball. And he was just... He played, and he played super hard yeah. in those U18 games. Yeah. It, he was yeah. really yeah. fun yeah. to watch yeah. in those games. So... Like if you give him ten shots, then he's probably going to have more points than Hamidou Diallo. That I realize he had six point whatever. Uh, one uh, Tomaso Ferro told us in the chat that he was averaging six point nine in nineteen minutes. Well, one, I hope that he plays less than nineteen minutes, and B, I don't see that average mm-hmm. uh, going um, higher than that. And someone said that um, yeah. Ami is a guard. Technically, I see him him as a four slash five on offense. Yeah, I think it's a four. I think if Hami is successful in the NBA, I think it's because he has figured out how to be a a four. Yeah. That he can hit a corner three and that he can fly around like crazy on defense and be a, to me, he's a four. I just don't, he doesn't have the perimeter skills to to be yeah. a wing or a guard. He just doesn't. He's a he's he's a four. He's really just kind of just this raw athlete. But I think I think they're gonna yeah. give him a chance. And he and he could be end up being the guy. I hope it's Poku. I tend to believe that that they that the Thunder understand mm-hmm. where they're at. They understand where they're at with regards to Poku mm-hmm. and Hami. And I think that they will just lean Poku all season unless it turns out like oh my goodness he can't play in the NBA he's too thin he doesn't have the strength to guard anybody like who does 
I mean, if he, maybe he's a four on offense, cool. But then, like, what position is he on defense? Where do where do we put him? Where do we slot him in? He's getting roasted all the time. He's not learning. This is killing his confidence. Yeah. What do we do? You know, that's it's not out of the question. But uh, oh, we have a question: Is Hami tall enough to play the four? I, I don't. I think it's really yeah. just strength based. Like, is he strong? Okay, he's 6'5", isn't he? P.J. Tucker played center. Yeah, P.J. Tucker played center last year, and P.J. Tucker's like 6'4". Yeah. He's so bigger. He's I way bigger, worry. but Hami can be bigger than what he is right now. <clears throat> Hami's big. Hmm. Hami's, Hami's, he's, he's yeah. jacked. He's big time. Uh, okay. Last question. This is crazy. The Thunder have 30 tradable picks between now Mm -hmm. and 2027. Uh, How many will they end up with before the draft? The 2021 Mm -hmm. draft. 30. So this includes second. Yeah, I think that they snag at least two other second rounders and maybe a first. Yeah. And this only because I like prime numbers. And I don't know why, because 33 is not a prime number. So what, what am I saying? It's 37, the next one. Uh, so one, one pick. 37. What, what am I saying? Like, I'm a mathematician. Like, this is horrible podcasting. It's uh, <laughs> like, so seven. it has to be either one or yeah. seven. Um, no, 33 is a good number. I think that one first and two seconds mm-hmm. is, uh, um, is likely. Yeah. So they have 18 potential mm-hmm. first-round picks. I say potential because you have like the Golden State mm-hmm. pick in there where you need Golden State to be very good in order for that to convey. Uh, but 18 first-round picks, yeah. which is wild. And then you have the 12 second-round picks. <laughs> so I can go through them real quick. So in 21, they have three first-round picks. They have the pick swap with Houston as well. And then two second round picks, Oklahoma City's own second round pick, which I think that's something that we don't think about often is that the second round picks for the Thunder will also Mm -hmm. be pretty valuable going into all these drafts. Their own picks will. Now they've got some, they have some second rounders that could show tremendous value eventually, but like then they have Denver's, which will be a late Mm -hmm. second round pick. Uh, In 2022, they have three first-round picks. They have Oklahoma City's, they have the Clippers, and they have Phoenix's pick, which is top 12 protected. And then they have their own second-round pick. 23, they have their own pick, Miami and Denver's pick. And then they have three second-round picks in 23. 24, they have three first-round picks, including Houston's and the Clippers' pick. Then plus Minnesota and Charlotte's second-round picks which could prove to be valuable because those are just perpetually crappy franchises. Uh, 25, they have Oklahoma City's and Philadelphia's pick with Atlanta, Atlanta's second-round pick in 25. 26, they have Thunder, Clippers, Houston. And then they have OKC and Dallas in the second round. And then 27 is when... On a, we'll, we'll be so old then. Um, I will be but, uh, 40. They have OKC's pick. Yeah, I know. I don't want to talk yeah, about that. Me neither. I don't want to talk about being 40 today, but that's 
the Thunder rebuild, and I mean, hopefully, we're we're in the championship parade on the down to dunk float uh, in 2027 by that time. But um, all right, that's my six questions. Thunder training camp starts tomorrow. They're going to do so the, the way they're going to do media days, they're going to have players staggered throughout the week. So you're going to, instead of it being all in one day, uh, you're going to have the Thunder give a couple players a day uh, until they're done with um, player interviews. Now, it'll be very interesting to see who is actually interviewed and who's a part of this and who's not. Uh, I think it'll show the Thunder's hand a little bit, like they're going to have to show their hand a little bit here. Uh, with just the interviews. So uh, look out for that. We'll be providing content for all of that. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht and follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's a huge help to us. Uh, my boss sees that and knows that uh, knows where our numbers are. And the higher those numbers go, the more, the more good things happen for us. So if you guys would just take the time to do that today, that would be super helpful. Hope you guys have a great Monday, and we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.